Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Sean Taylor, the managing partner of Smith & Howard. Sean, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Abby. Your career at Smith & Howard as an intern, and now your managing partner. Considering your time at the firm and experiences in the different roles that you've played, what have been some of the defining challenges and moments you faced, and how did thinking outside of the box help you overcome those challenges? Great question. I've been here 28 years, and there's been many events that have taken place over the years that have uh, been challenging, um, not the least of which uh, would have included um, when our original managing partner, our founding partner, Jim Howard, decided it was time for him to retire, uh, and they were looking at who the next managing partner was going to be, um, I was interested in the role, and it was not the right time, let's just put it that way. And so obviously, I had to rethink what uh, my role was at the time for the firm, rethink where my value could be to the firm, and really look at the collective needs of the firm and what was most important for the firm, its clients, and its people at that time. And in doing so, it helped me realize uh, that it really wasn't the right time for me to be the managing partner of the firm, and that my focus as the partner in charge of the assurance group was the right place for that time. That was a valuable lesson to learn. And in fact, I think today I'm probably a more effective managing partner than I would have been had I gotten the role at the time. So being able to think really outside of what my own interests were, my self-interest and to the collective interests of the firm really helped me become a better leader. And ultimately, I think today be a more effective managing partner. Certainly, there were another a number of other events that also occurred over my career that made me think outside the box. But that's probably the main event because it was really at that intersection of what you want for your own career versus what might be more important for the firm and trying to find the right balance to uh, to where all parties basically thrive going forward. Absolutely. Smith & Howard is a young firm with at least 70% composed of millennials. How does that young culture help drive innovation and new creative thinking to the firm? And how do you see this young culture as being reflective of the current state of your industry? We do have a very young culture. Um, certainly a number of millennials and now these days, uh, a growing number of the Gen Z population as well. The young people at our firm are demanding growth and innovation and energy and opportunity for their career. And we've incorporated that into our Vision 2030. It's a 10-year plan that we put in place at the start of 2020 that has us really focusing on exponential growth in all that we do. One of the reasons for that is we want to have a positive impact on the future generation. And in order to do that, we have to be very inclusive of them in all aspects of running the firm, all aspects of considering things we'd like to do for the future of the firm. So it's a very collaborative team that we have here at the firm And we use the younger generation's uh, ideas on community, 
ideas on what's valuable to them as our people and to the people coming behind them and ideas on how they'd like to collaborate with their clients. Also now with COVID ideas on how they actually like to work, where and how all of these things put together are really driving the strategy that we set year in and year out for the firm. And it's really making us, I think, more valuable than we would be if we were simply relying on the opinions of just upper level management who would be more of your Generation X uh, leaders. Being more open to the ideas of our millennials and our Gen Z population and even those who are yet to come just starting at the firm really makes us a better firm. One, one, one little example of that would be this. Just a couple of years ago, we, all, we always promote open door policies, but we had a, an intern who actually knocked on my door and said, you know, why are we still using plastic in the kitchen? You think, okay, well, that's not really a big of a deal. But because of her coming in and saying, hey, you have an open door policy and I want to take advantage of that. And I'm just curious why we're using plastic in the kitchen led us to go on a journey of exploring, hey, what could we do to be better for our environment. And today we use biodegradable items in our kitchen. And it's all because of an idea that was planted by a young intern at the time. So I think it makes us a better firm by listening to the opinions and the insights of the generations that are younger at Smith & Howard. You know, you mentioned you have a Vision 2030 plan. And I'm thinking about how millennials are demanding more authenticity and transparency from their employers. And while you hear of uh, cities and counties and states having uh, 2030, 2040, 2050 plans, you don't hear of many private companies having or public companies having those plans. Why was that important for uh, Smith & Howard to have? And was it something that you had before? Or is this the first time you've uh, thought so far out and presented it in such a public way? Well, we've always had a vision at the firm. Um, when I took on the role of managing partner beginning in 2019, I felt like I was inheriting a very high performing organization. So I didn't feel like I needed to correct a bunch of problems, but we did run a campaign called Refresh hmm. and the S and the H at the end of Refresh were capitalized, signifying Smith and Howard, where we decided to look at all the things that we were doing and see what maybe needed to be refreshed our values, our image, our processes, things like that. And out of that year-long program came the need for basically readdressing our vision. When we read our vision, it felt like we were reading a statement of where we were rather than where we needed to go. Right. So we undertook a process of developing a vision. We didn't know at the time it was going to become a 10-year vision, but through the work that we did, it really did become a 10-year forward-looking process. And the reason we felt like it needed to be publicized, and it is publicized to everyone in our firm, is that transparency we just talked about a moment ago. If you're a one-year person, two-year person at the firm, and a very senior-level executive is talking about the future of the firm in terms of 10 years and saying you, as an individual, have a role in that vision, I think it basically develops a connection or a bond with that employee where they're more loyal, they're more committed to the firm, and they're looking forward to what their role is in the future. Um, that, that creates a trust 
that I think is really important as you look to develop future leaders and the people that are going to come behind people like me and the next generation of the firm. So the, the vision was important. Doing it over a long period of time became important through our discussions. And I think what it's ultimately doing is providing our younger employees with a promise and a hope for what their individual careers can be like at Smith & Howard over the long term. When people consider accounting, the general idea still remains of someone looking over credit and receipt books line by line and account by account. It hasn't helped many firms throughout the labor shortage. In addition to the millennial demographic you recruit from, how do you see the industry reimagining or reinventing itself in new and creative ways to address the challenges such as the labor shortages that it faces? Well, we've, we at Smith & Howard have long since left behind the concept that uh, accounting firms are uh, your generalized green eye shades, debits and credits, looking through a bunch of reams of paper and really doing work that becomes uh, repetitive and bland and ordinary. Mm -hmm. Accounting firms are really now true advisors. We feel like our clients look to us as their trusted confidant, their external advisory board, sometimes for those clients that don't have boards that they can go to and ask really tough, challenging journey type questions as they're looking to where they're trying to take their company or where they individually want to go uh, over the course of their career and in their lifespan. We're, we're really focusing on things outside of just the day-to-day -day compliance that many accountants are thought of. We're publishing articles and producing materials for our clients and our community that really focus in on things that are value-added cyber security issues, branding value, the value of using marketing and business development. We, every year, we hold an event called Vision, another uh, touch on Vision, but it's called Vision 2022 will be this year's event. And every year we run that event, it's a half day program where we bring in guest speakers who talk about really anything but accounting. They talk about human resources, they talk about branding. They talk about customer service. We've also had um, leading economists come in and speak about what's going on in the, in the economy, both locally, uh, domestically, and internationally. And the people that attend that, our clients in the community, really walk away with ideas for their businesses that are not, oh, I better go check my general ledger and make sure I book that journal entry right. They're really more about course setting and mapping for what they're going to do for their company as they look to maximize their impact with their customers and their people and maximize the value and return they bring to their shareholders. So we've already begun for a long time looking at ourselves differently. And really, I think that affects the workforce. You mentioned the workforce. I think when people look at Smith & Howard, they look at us as an opportunity for them to come in and really bring an entrepreneurial spirit, something beyond just a, a numbers cruncher, somebody that can come in and really take an idea or a concept, bring it to us as management, and really have us pursue it as an avenue we could take to our customers or a new business venture we could start that really would be impactful to the entire community. 
So I think we've already begun that here, and we're really excited about the journey that it's already begun to take us on and where it's going to lead us as we complete the rest of our Vision 2030 plan. Great. And as we conclude today's discussion, how would you define creativity, and what does that look like for Smith & Howard and the accounting industry moving forward? You know, I think creativity is really limitless. So when I define creativity, I think of something as without limits. Certainly, you have rules and guidelines that you have to think about whenever you're, for example, thinking about what a business can do from an accounting, finance, you know, investment perspective. But we really encourage creative thinking in the way we tackle problems for our clients, the way we talk to a client about what their journey is going to be. When someone first becomes a client at Smith & Howard, let's say we're going to do their tax return. Let's say we're going to perform an audit for them. Our questions really don't start from the standpoint of the tax return and the audit. They start from the standpoint of where your business is at. Where does your business want to go? What are the goals that you want to accomplish? And in thinking about that and mapping it out, sort of the client journey, we come across all different aspects of that path where creativity is needed and where we might need to bring in creative people from the outside to come in and contribute to that journey that the client's on. We might need to bring in a whole separate team from Smith & Howard that isn't currently serving the client in their first few years with us to start thinking about ways that the company might need to restructure itself or things it might need to think of. So I think creativity really starts and ends without putting limits or borders around the way people think. And we try to encourage that. One of the things we do at Smith & Howard is we have an annually, we give out an innovation award to our people. It's named after one of our former managing partners, John Lucht, who was an innovative thinker. And the Lucht Innovation Award is given out every year to the person or persons, if it's a small group, that comes up with an idea that we've taken and used to create more efficiency, more effectiveness in our service to our clients, maybe a new revenue stream for the firm, perhaps uh, a new idea for a client that the client took and leveraged upon and did something great with. And we award people for thinking that way. So we're, we're doing things to promote creativity, to promote innovation, and it really starts without putting borders on the way our employees think and feel. Well, thank you again, Sean. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.